Hey, quick note before we begin. This episode contains profanity. That's words like and and. So I just want you to know before we get started. Thanks. Let's see. So you actually do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I do. So how did you get into BJJ? <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny story. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to Off the Beaten Podcast. I am your host, Dion, and I'm super excited to be joining you guys again this week. I do apologize. I did not drop an episode last week. Uh, I will admit COVID-19 really got the best of me last week. And I spent most of my time outside of work and working, uh, just trying to keep my spirits high. And as much as I enjoy doing this, I think it was just feeling too similar to what I was doing all day for work. And I just kind of was like, oh, and I do apologize for that. uh, But I'm so excited to be with you again this week. And so this week's episode is actually a continuation of the conversation from episode 17, which was about the St. Valentine's Day massacre with Chris Rodriguez. So Chris is an amazing person. She is kind of a history buff like me, but she also trains in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu like myself. And so after we talked about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, we kind of went on to talk about uh, particularly women in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I was really interested in her perspective. And so this is actually the first episode that you'll hear that's fully about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I have for 10 years. It's a martial, if you don't know what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, it's a martial art, uh, amazing self-defense and such like that. And we kind of talk about it. And so, you know, you can Google it and find hundreds and thousands of videos. Very popular now, especially, you know, with the wide popularity of the UFC, um, Ultimate Fighting Championship and Mixed Martial Arts the sport of MMA and such so we kind of go into that conversation and she provides a lot of insight um, and you know at least her perspective on the activity and being a part of it as a woman which you know I think a majority of the practitioners are men I will as you heard early on I will drop again this episode does um does contain explicit content and that is me and Chris sitting together we're like two drunk sailors at a bar and so the language is very coarse and I do uh I I actually I don't apologize for that I mean that's just it it is what it is but I know that's not for everyone so if that's not for you just go ahead and skip this episode and you know or you know if you're listening to it in the house and your kids around yeah this is definitely not for the kids so you know just want to give that warning so just in case and so that's about it and so this episode is great and fun and i really enjoyed the conversation so i hope you enjoy it as well and i will see you guys next week as well so this is my conversation about women in brazilian jiu-jitsu with chris rodriguez So in like 2002, my husband decided to put our oldest into jujitsu because he was like, you know, 
He's starting to get a little chubby. And he's not really doing anything at home. Mm-hmm. So let's put him in. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, whatever. <laughs> no, not 2002. 2012. Sorry, 2012. Okay. Um, and I was like, all right, fine. So he found a school. You know, he did his research. He reviewed um, all the reviews and schools in our area. And he found a good kids program. So he enrolled him. And, you know, of course, I was the one having to take him. So I was taking him. And as I'm watching, I would go home and tell my husband, I'm like, I don't know why he's not doing good. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> and this is after a couple months of okay. watching him, right? And I would tell my husband, like, I don't know why he's struggling. Like, this shit is not that hard. It doesn't look difficult. Why is he struggling? And after, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months of me, Telling him this, my husband's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it is. This shit don't look hard. And he's like, you know what? Put up or shut up. Take a fucking class. That way then maybe you'll go easier on our son and stop riding him so hard. I was like, whatever, fine. So I did. (laughs) I damn near died during the (laughs) warm-ups. I think it was like my... Second lap, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm done. Oh, my God, I'm done. That's how I am now. <laughs> I'm still like that. I have to have my inhaler, like, oh. in my hand as I'm running. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Pass me. I don't care. Pass me. Like, I'm going to fuck. Oh, White belt, go ahead. Pass me. I don't care. Oh, no. Um, so, you know, I, I went home, and I told my husband, I'm like, I damn near died during the warm-ups, but I learned something called an arm bar mm-hmm. that shit will break your arm mm-hmm. and i was hooked after uh, that i told my husband I'm like can we afford for me to go too and it just kind of took off from there i would um i'd go train i dove head fucking first though i trained because they had classes three times a day they had morning class and then they had afternoon class and then night class mm-hmm. and i would show up I would put my son in the baby carrier because he was born in 2010. Okay. So he would be in the baby carrier and just making sure he's still there every little while. And I would just train as often as I could. Yeah. It got to the point where I started asking my husband, can you buy me a crock pot? <laughs> and he did. And yeah. I would start looking at crock pot meals just so that I wouldn't have to cook for him. Right. You know, I'd. Wake up in the morning and drop him off at work, come home, put the food in the crock pot, and then go train. Yeah. And not have to worry about feeding him. He'd come home. He's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm training. Yeah. Where do you think I am? I'm training. Where are the kids? They're here. Yeah. You know? And it just, he created a monster. All right. But your husband trains too. He does. He started, uh, he started just taking stand-up. Classes like boxing and Muay Thai, and he would watch jujitsu classes because they were in the same building, but he was afraid to go. Okay. You know, because it looked intimidating. A bunch of guys rolling around with each other. Yeah. In pajamas. It can look a little crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on, like, especially where you go. Yeah. (laughs) So the coach would see him and watched him, you know, a couple weeks and finally approached my husband and like, why don't you jump in? Why don't you try it? And my husband comes from... A history of sports like he did wrestling he did rugby he did 
football, um, soccer. So the guy has amazing, amazing cardio. Yeah. And he said even he was dying. Yeah. Like he's like that shit is hard. It's a totally different type of workout. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. what I try to explain to people when they ask me, like, you do jujitsu? And I'm like, yes, this thick girl does jujitsu. Like, I'm not petite. Yeah. But I will go. Absolutely. Like, I love it. Like, I just don't put me with a girl. Why not? Huh? Why not? I like to go hard. Okay. You know, and I find that a lot of the girls that I've encountered, mm-hmm. aside from one, um, they were just too soft. Maybe not as aggressive. Yeah, they're yeah. not aggressive. And then when I would be aggressive with them, they'd almost get offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was, like I had it out for them, like I hated them or something and right. I was taking it out on them. Right. I'm like, I don't hate you. I don't even know you. Right. I just like to roll aggressive. Yeah. Like, I'm a mom. <laughs> I have a lot. Do you understand? I'm a mom. I have a lot of pent up aggression here and it needs to come out. Fair enough. Like, I'm sorry. So... I personally have always liked rolling with the guys. At first, I was really intimidated. I was. Because yeah. these big dudes, you know, they look, some of them look like they've done some time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't want to go with this guy. And then jiu-jitsu is also a very intimate sport. Yeah, and a is. lot of the positions mimic sexual positions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some of them I'd be like, I'm not going north-south on that guy. So, <laughs> so you... <laughs> You bring that up. So, of course, I have to ask, have you, because I know there was a, I've had discussions with a friend of mine about this. Have you ever rolled with a guy and he got an erection? No. Okay. Not that I noticed no, anyway. Okay. No. All right. I, um, <laughs> it's, it's. I have n- accidentally been face in it, though. Yeah, That's when I was learning how to do the over under. Yeah. 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 It's never happened to me, <laughs> but I remember I, I was at a. Cups are 40. Well, no, I mean, it's never happened to me, but I was at a seminar oh. and it was uh, Henner Gracie and his wife was there. And it was funny because, you know, we were drilling. It was actually a tax from the, the, the whole seminar was a tax from the back. Okay. So <laughs> I was drilling with, with one of my, with my partner. Mm. And so, you know, his wife, Eve Torres. So now Eve Gracie. So Eve is sitting right next to us tra- drilling with her partner. So it was one point where they were like, switch partners. And I looked over and like me and her made eye contact. And it was literally like three seconds of me like staring into her eyes. And I just totally looked away. <laughs> I went to a totally different partner. I was like, fuck. Was it a swing? I was like, fuck that. <laughs> Like I'm gonna go this other way. I, I, just, re- <laughs> I just remember my brain because she, like, you know, we like she. They were like, "Oh, switch partners," and we just happened to both kind of looking, like, you know, our eyes met, and hey, it was like maybe she was thinking, "I'll go with black pro- dude." I, I mean, she's great. She is a, you know, she's a competitor. She's great. She's, you know, she is uh, breathtakingly gorgeous too. Yeah, and I just remember like my brain was like, "Don't even think about." It. And I just like folded it in or something. I, mean, I, I felt so bad because I was like, in retrospect, it probably was like, because I just acted like I didn't even see her. I was just like, oh, fuck that. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's like, what's that poking me in the back? And I'm like, I don't know. Leave me alone. Like, I'm not even getting involved in this. But yeah, it was, 
That's the only time I was even worried about like, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not rolling with her. I don't care. No, it's never happened to me. Oh, I'm good. sure it's happened to a couple of the women that have come through my my gym because they, uh, that's how, personally, that's how I can tell who's in it for the technique and who's in it for the attention. Because some women would come in and they'd be wearing bike shirts oh, okay. and, you know, just um, a sports bra. To yeah. roll, and all the guys would be like, "Oh, you need a partner." Yeah, I. I oh, you're not doing it right. I'm, I'm so strange, and it, it's a mix of things. But like, like even in retrospect, like I'll have female partners. Like I have to go out. I, you know, you, you have partners in the gym. You kind of go out of your way to introduce the, you know, introduce mm-hmm. yourself to them. But like if I, you know, female partners come in, and I'm always respectful, you know, and if they ask me a question, whatever. But I, I found even in the past, like I tend to avoid. Uh, at least the first couple classes that they're, I, you know, they're females that I don't know. I just kind of avoid them. Like, not like if they ask me to train, yeah, let's train. But otherwise, I'm kind of like, I'm not, you know, like, like you just said, like some guys are like, hey, my name is blah, blah, yeah. blah. Nah, fuck that. I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here minding my that business. That aggravates me. But, I'm over here minding my business. But I'm with you. I ignore the women. I just kind of ignore. And then after, you know, a couple classes and you've seen them a couple times, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Dion. And I leave it at that, you know. Um, but yeah. See, you're a friendly guy. Like, I ignore the women because it's just like, like I said, I like to roll hard and I don't think I'm a good partner for a woman. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know? And then I find that when I do go with the guys, like when it comes to rolling, when I do start rolling with the guys, especially when I go with my husband, yeah, it's kind of no holds barred. Yeah. He likes to joke. He's like, oh, prison rules. Like when I go for a, a... a heel hook on him. Yeah. He he looks at me. He's like, oh, we're doing prison rules? Doing prison rules. Okay. That's wrist locks, baby. Oh, and I'm... And, and exactly. That's exactly what he goes that's for wrist with locks. me. He, he totally goes for it with me because, you know, he's got strong wrists from working it, you know, in his youth. And I don't have strong wrists. So... I go for heel hooks. I'm like, oh, you want to do that? Okay, I'm a knee bar you. I'm a heel hook. I'm going to go for your legs, bitch, because I know your legs are bad. <laughs> that is prison rules. Prison rules. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and then I find that when like I'm done rolling, the women that come in, they just kind of look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you're, you're, I've, uh, we've trained together. Yeah, we've rolled. Yeah, yeah, we've rolled. And yeah, I get, I tend to get mad when... I'm going with a guy and I can tell when he's letting me advance yeah, when yeah. he's being too gentle and I get mad. Like yeah. I'll tell him like, stop being nice. Yeah. Don't kill me. Yeah. But stop being nice. Yeah. Like you're doing me a disservice by not pushing me. I know that's, that's actually a problem I have now. I mean, I've had it for years, but I'm recognizing it now. It's like, and we actually had a, con- a great conversation with one of my training partners about this. Like when I have training partners who are smaller than me, mm-hmm. I don't like, I won't use full weight. You know, I won't like, you know, like say you're in side control, like I'll put my knees on the ground, you know, like things like that where like normally with a bigger partner, I don't have my knees on the floor. I'm putting full weight on them. I'm putting yeah. a lot of pressure. And I've noticed that like, I don't do that when I have like smaller partners, that's understandable, but um, it, it depends on the partner. Like, but it's do it, in some right if if they're a more advanced partner, it, it could you know in a way it's doing it. And he, that's kind of what he was saying. He's like, you're kind of doing a disservice though because mm-hmm. like they think they're doing well. 
which I, you know, I'm like, I'm not the best. So I'm like, they probably are doing well. But he's like, but they think they're doing well with a guy your size, a guy with your, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes, but then they get with another guy who's not as like cognizant. Not and as they're kind. Just, right. And they're just like, fuck, what just, <laughs> what just happened? And I'm like, I'm like well, you know, I'm like, he's kind of right. But, you know, on the flip side, to me, I've always thought of like, I'm not, if I have a smaller partner, like to me, it's not helping. Like I always thought it like it's not really helping me at all if I'm just kind of crushing them. You know, I'm like if because this dude's like half my size or yeah. you know I'm crushing them. Um, you know, like because like my game, especially like my passing game, is very pressure pass style, right? Oh, me too. Which is fine, but like once you get passed, and I'm like, it's not really gonna benefit me to just squash this dude because like he's gonna get squashed. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> the inevitable. And if you're not on time, that right. squashing. It's really no advantage. Right. The the inevitable is about to happen. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's always kind of like, eh. but I, I totally got what he was saying. And it's kind of like one of those things like now I'm like more cognizant of. And so like now when I roll, I, I like at least have more pressure. You know, I'm like putting yeah, more you, pressure. You have to adjust your pressure to the person because. Yeah. And, right. You know, like I could probably not take the full weight of you. Right. But I wouldn't, I'd want to make sure that I could at least feel that you're there. Right. But if I don't feel you're there, then. Because I always feel bad. I've had partners like pat, like tap to pressure. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I feel like an asshole. <laughs> They're like, oh, I can't breathe. I'm like, but oh, better like... you do it than. Some animal. Exactly. <laughs> Some fucking animal. Yeah. Because my husband's done that shit to me. Like he's all of like. They used to say Hickson does that. To, they used to say, I've always, you know, read like Hickson used to do it to everybody. Say so he would, Neon Belly. You know what they say? Seraphin does that, actually. Uh, Seraphin side control his uh, his scarf. I've been told, guy, and it was funny because he did it to me, and I was like, "Oh, he's being." Have you ever trained with uh, Seraphin? So I went up to. He has a, a really popular Friday night open mat, and I went up there and I trained with him, and I was like, "He, you know," I was like, "Okay, don't let him get the side control." And Emily's <laughs> his side control. I'm like, oh god, don't let him. And he went to scarf, and I was like, oh, here it comes. And it was kind of like I was like, oh, oh, he's being gentle. <laughs> I heard like he fucking like will tap guys from scarf, and I'm just like, God, that's oh that pressure, you know. So no, he, he's so good. He has such a great game. I really enjoyed training with him when I was up there. There are some guys who are smaller mm-hmm. and have. Ridiculous pressure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, where the fuck is this weight coming from? That's, that's like, a, do you have a, like a two-ton brick on your back that I don't te- see? It's technique, baby. Like, what the fuck? Technique, baby. Yeah. yeah. And and I and I always like if I if I remember to yeah. tell them, you know, like, can you show me what you did to achieve that kind of pressure? Yeah. Because you know, sometimes you can panic when you have that much pressure oh, on you and your brain just farts yeah and you don't remember to do yeah. the do the asking Absolutely. for help um but yeah there are some guys that i'm like how the fuck did you do that and they're like oh it's just you have to just be on your toes yeah I w- i'm trying to think i think it was the wrestler that i, I mentioned in our conversation the, we have a new re- a wrestling coach at, at our team and I think because we've only rolled once, and I think it was with him. But if it wasn't, I'm, it's one other person in my mind. And I'm like, okay, that's who it was. But the cross face literally made my eyes blur, and I was 
like my they were cross facing me and my and there's one other person who does that consistently i don't know if you've ever trained with um two tie john oh i you know what i've gone to his open mats but i've yes. never rolled with him his cross face literally has, has made, made made my eyes cross where the, <laughs> the the pressure was so intense like my eyes like just started like it got blurry and i was like oh god i'm gonna die <laughs> and you're like wiggling i'm like just and you know and then you let him do whatever he wants right so well yeah you, you stop. After that you're like if that's what you're doing all right, right you, you stop blocking the mount you just uh-huh. <laughs> Like, I give, I give. Like I don't know what exactly is he does. Like he's done it to me more than once. Where he just put that he, the pressure of his shoulder went into my jaw and my eyes Ooh. just went just start crossing. And I was like, oh god, am I gonna pass out? It's so different. Yeah, I, he's a yeah. I I I wish I could get to his school more often because I love training with John. He's amazing. He's such yeah, a great I'm not, game. I'm like, I've never rolled with him before. Yeah, he's so good. I've only been to his open mats. That's so where we met. Good. Such a nice guy. He has a very like stolid demeanor, but once you get to know him, he's such a nice guy. He is very um, intimidating. Yes. To look at. Yes, absolutely. But once you start talking to me, he's very inviting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like it. He's definitely one of those don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I used to go up to his school like every Sunday night, and I would just get because yeah, and then we'd get Portillos after. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were up there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We get Portillo's so we need to start making it happen again. Fuck it. <laughs> it's it's lo- I mean, as long as I'm not working Sunday nights, yeah, yeah I don't mind. No, but... we gotta start doing that again. No, he's great. Um, so do you think is jujitsu good for like should more should women do jujitsu? Maybe that's the that's the question. Absolutely, I think more women should do jujitsu because it's one, it's empowering, and two, being honest. With so many like assaults happening nowadays, I think jujitsu would benefit a lot of women because you know a lot of those self defense seminars are more geared towards standing yeah. interactions. Yeah. But what happens when you, you get knocked to the ground? That's one thing I really I, I like. I, I show any of my female friends who are ever interested. I always show like star like so you know majority mm-hmm. of the time right you you're attacked and you end up in this position guy between your legs right trying to force you into sexual intercourse yeah and I'm like and this is really where jujitsu becomes effective, it's perfect right becomes effective and, and kind of you know for me it all that's where the game begins I'm like you know obviously not in all cases but like that majority like, of the time that's yeah and so ends. from here you're you know you're able to start to consciously defend yourself. You know, mm-hmm. in this situation, I know there was a. I don't know if you were even read or remember these stories. There was like a, a slew of. There was three total, but women who were attacked. One was a woman in the Air Force. I remember that because she was in either Dubai. She was in Dubai, and then okay. there was one that was here in the states. But women who were attacked, and one of them, she triangled her her attacker unconscious, and then the other one, I think she armbarred her dude and broke his arm like what there were these situations of women being attacked and like in the situations they both trained jujitsu and they were like oh you know here's i can consciously defend myself and this guy doesn't know what's coming and boom now here it is and fuck a minute later he's sleep you know yeah i think that see and that's exactly what i'm talking about like i think it would really benefit women because in that moment like when you're 
you know, either being sexually assaulted or about to be, yeah. and the man is in between your legs, like that's when your moment of panic really happens. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely. not, you know, it's not when you're being knocked down or anything. It's when, when you know that your life is literally about to change. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they're going to take something from you that you can't ever get back. Yeah. That's when panic sets in. And yeah. I think jujitsu would really help women find their, I don't even know if I'm using the right term, but find their center, I guess. Like okay. take back that moment. And I think that would really help women. Because I know, like, when it comes to my sisters, considering they're always, you know, taking CTA by themselves. Like, granted, they are both Taekwondo black belts. Mm -hmm. And they have been um, since they were younger. Oh, nice. Um, But still, you know, I tell them, like, look, I know that you can probably roundhouse the fuck out of anybody. But... I need to know that you can take care of yourself if ever they get you on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, even if it's something simple, like I need to know that you can take care of yourself. Yeah. So I do show them, you know, the simple things. Um, And I, you know, like, uh, like one of my old coaches, he would tell us, because he would incorporate self-defense into a lot of our classes He's like, you girls and some some of you boys with your hair um, in the buns. <laughs> and he's like, if someone grabs your hair, what are you going to do? Yeah. And a lot of people will be like, well, I'm going to start swinging. He's like, no, you don't do that because they have control. Mm. And I'm like, all right, where's this motherfucker going with this? So his thing was, say you have your hair in a ponytail or even if you have your hair down, woman, man, whatever. You have hair long enough to grab, was his point. Mm-hmm. Someone grabs your hair. Instead of you trying to fight back, they're, they're just going to move your head wherever the hell they want, and the body follows the head. That's the big thing. The body follows the head. He's like, so what you do is you grab onto their hand I've, yeah, I've that's s- grabbing onto your head, and then that. you control them. You control that hand. And yeah. I was like, damn, I'm a dumbass. How did I think of that? Yeah. And... and and I, I told that to my sisters too, because they both have long hair. Yeah. What woman really doesn't? Right, because fighting, fighting that in that moment is, is pretty. Yeah, I'm like, this uh-huh. is relevant to assaults yeah. or to just you getting jumped because you got a little mouthy or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm like, they grab your hair and a lot of bitches grab your hair and it drives me up a wall. So, in in a like when you're going just during your day, like you know. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable that if you were attacked, you could, con- you know, you could, um, what they could intelligently defend yourself? I think I would be safe enough. I think I'm I'm good enough to g- to get away. Okay. Does that make sense? No, yeah. it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't, right? It's not necessarily like I'm not gonna. I just I just need to get out. Get out yeah. of the situation. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm well versed enough. Yeah, I to. Get the hell away. <laughs> I joke about that all the time. I'm like, look, I just gotta get get the motherfucker off me. <laughs> I just yeah. gotta, and I got a hot foot. I just like, need to stun him enough yeah. so that I can disappear. Have you have you ever had to use your jujitsu in a real life situation? Uh no. Thankfully. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. No. No, okay. I haven't. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I am too. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was uh what's it? So it was actually not last it was two Octobers ago. I got into a scuffle. Uh-oh. 
And it, like I described it as a scuffle. It really wasn't even a scuffle. Did, did you ever hear this story? I even wrote a blog about it. But I was at um, Dearborn, and, and uh, which is now Dearborn and IDB Wells. So there's a BP right there. Yeah. And I was walking. So you know Veronica. She's the brown belt. Uh, tra- she used to train TDC. She's brown belt now? Yeah. He's training in TDC like years ago, right? Yeah. So she, me and her had went to see the symphony orchestra. Okay. I'm walking, I'm walking to the train at LaSalle and I'm walking by the gas station, uh, car doors fling open and there's just yelling and screaming and you, who the fuck are you talking to? Blah, blah, blah. This guy runs around the car and him and his girl get into it like straight fist fight like right like there he's fighting his girl he's fighting his girl okay and i'm like oh okay all right and and the weird part was i remember there was someone like four paces ahead of me and so they stop i stop and like at first it was like mutual like a, a mutual fight right they're they're pairing and circling and swinging <laughs> I'm like what else do you like okay cool okay you know i was like oh and then I was like, and it, and this is like the thing, like you never know how you're going to react in situations. Because at no, no point that I take, I took out my phone and I was like, I'm going to call the police. But then I didn't. And then I was like, and then he backed her against the car Ooh. and she like started bending back and he just started wailing her in the face like, bip, bip, bip. Oh. And then I was like, my man. You can't be beating up your girl in the street. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, mind your fucking business. Oh, I've been in those. And I said, oh, okay. And that's like how I responded. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I remember I sat in my shit. And it was so funny. I was wearing a tap a tap out cancer. My brand new. Because if you remember, tap out cancer comes in September. Mm-hmm. So this is like two weeks later. It's like October, early October. I got my brand new tap out cancer hoodie. And I said, he was like, mind your fucking business. I was like, oh, okay. So I just sat my stuff down and I had just started a six week Muay Thai boot camp. <laughs> so I'm like, I know just enough Muay Thai to get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that, like, I was like, you got just enough Muay Thai to get your ass kicked. But like the, the day before, we had just done uh, working on our guard, right? Okay. So like your guard in Muay Thai is like kind of your hands up in front of your face and it, it deflects, you know. Mm-hmm. punches so if you have a strong guard I, you you can deflect a lot of the punches that are coming your way mm-hmm. and i remember my coach because when we were practicing this i was kind of like flinching and i was kind of moving and he was like trust your guard have faith in your guard have a strong guard it'll protect you and so i remember that that was a, that, those three things went straight through my brain how you protect yourself have a strong guard trust your guard it'll protect you and i said are you ready to like box with this dude and my brain was like yes and i was like okay we're in <laughs> your brain is your hype man <laughs> so, so, and this is like all happening within like 10 seconds because he's still wailing on his girl he's like bap bap oh hold on hold on hold on i just gotta keep an eye on my screen i'm so sorry but yeah so he's still wailing his girl and i'm like okay and my, like i said are you ready to box this dude yes Trust your guard. Have any guards? But as I come up behind him, he's so, he's so involved with hitting her. He doesn't he, see you. Yeah, he doesn't see me. So I just put him in a rear naked choke. Swoop, and he starts struggling. And the minute I start squeezing, he is like, "Oh shit, I'm good." Now, and that's where we were. But then his girl was like, "You motherfucker!" And she and just started taking advantage. She's, of it. Oh my god! So yep. she starts swinging. <laughs> 
And so I'm like literally like ragdolling this dude in a rear naked choke trying to keep from getting hit. Because every time she swings with her right hand, she's swinging at my face. Because I'm like, my head is like, we're ear to ear, me and this dude. And I'm choking him. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like very perfect technique. So I'm like ragdolling this dude around to keep from getting hit. And finally, she just started going to the body. So I'm like, when the police arrive, what they're going to see is me. <laughs> holding this dude her work in his body and we're both going to jail if they don't shoot us on the side oh my god that ain't going well but then her friend uh pulls her off and then like where was the friend this whole time stand looking like a dummy so then (laughs) i mean what else is there to say and i yeah i like and no at least five six seven times i yelled to people passing by to people help call the police (laughs) i got me like i call the police they're probably like world star (laughs) so then now my like brain like the adrenaline comes down i'm like does this dude have a gun does this dude have a knife like what does she knife you (laughs) what does she have a gun out first you're like wait oh dude choking up my man like i'm you're I'm very surprised she didn't start swinging on you when she realized you had him. So, but her friend is like, you know, and then literally, like, I'm like, what do I do? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, well, first I was like, if you choke him unconscious, you'll have time to think about it. <laughs> then I was like, well, when I think it was, I was like, just choke him. But if you choke him unconscious, like, she might negatively react and start Right. I was like, choke you. him. But that was my first, I was like, choke him out. If you choke him out, you got time to think. But then I was like, so I, I was like, um, um, so I, so I'm like, the dude hasn't seen you. He doesn't know who you are. I'm like, think, think authority. So I was like, all right. I was like, do you have a gun on you? You have any weapons? I'm like, and I start checking. Like I'm, I'm like holding it with my right hand and checking it with my left. And he's like, no, I don't have any weapons. I'm like, you tell me if you got a weapon right now, you're going to go to jail forever. <laughs> it's like, I don't have any weapons. I'm like, okay. So then I was like, what do I, and I still don't know what to do with him. So I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I was like, on the count of three, I'm going to push you to create space. I said, if you attack me, I'm going to like render you unconscious. Do you understand? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, one, two, three. I like pushed him and he was super calm. Like he was way calmer than I would have been. But, and then like, it was a while. It was wild as shit though. But I ripped my, like, Sounds like it was. I ripped my hoodie. I was so upset. <laughs> I had a scratch, like all the way down my arm. I was like, I just hate this. I hate people. I don't understand what's going on. So it was, it was wild. And that's like the only time I've ever actually really had to use my jujitsu in like a real life situation. No, oh, I'm glad that I've never had to use my jujitsu. Yeah. Though I, I sure as fuck needed it, but that was before I had started, and I'm really bummed that I hadn't started. Yeah. Um, cause I'd, I've been in a couple scuffles, and I wish I knew now what I, I wish I knew then what I knew now, cause. Oh, absolutely. Man, I mean, granted, I, I came out on top both times, but still. It would have been easier. <laughs> it would have been over a lot faster oh absolutely yeah and absolutely. i mean just even doing jujitsu like i've had situations where i thought a fight was gonna erupt you know mm-hmm. or something and i'm like look bro like you know because especially like guys just guys don't know how to act like i'm a firm believer men trust me women don't either well i'm sure but <laughs> they really don't but i've been in situations where i'm like look my man i'm not trying to you know get into a fight whatever and oh motherfucker this motherfucker i'm like look and, it, and it, um, it's funny, actually, because uh, me and Veronica have this because uh, Veronica is like very, um, I don't know. She's just very like, oh, what if something happens? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Let's <laughs> not go there because we had a, I, I, I don't know if it was you. It might have been you. 
It might have been somebody else that we had a whole conversation with Veronica because we were talking about if, you know, one of us got jumped. Oh, that was the three of us. I actually remember. Remember? And she's like, I would call 911. We're like, you mean tell me you wouldn't jump in and help me if it's like three on two? I remember that. If it's three on one? I remember that. No, I would call the cops and I would wait for the police. Yeah. Like, you're fucking useless. She's. She just has this separation in her mind. Like, you know, and I think for her, it's like just a version to like the, re- you know, you could get hurt. Reality is no matter what happens, you get hurt. But I'm like, <laughs> that I'm like, look, I, and I, this is what I always tell her. I pay thousands of dollars. So I don't have to worry about some motherfucker <laughs> coming up. By, like, look, that's why I pay all this money. So some motherfucker is like, look, bro. And that's what I said. That's what I said. Look, bro, I'm not about to fight with you. But if we do fight. I've got 10 years of jujitsu says that you end up unconscious and I walk away. So you make the decision right now. And dudes are like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah, but, think about well, it. Yeah, now, think they, about it, now they think about it. But like, say like six, seven years ago, you say oh, yeah. jujitsu, they're like, that yeah. a candy? Oh, uh, so, it's like the death touch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Juju, is that some voodoo I'll shit? you right in the chest, motherfucker. You'll die. You better watch yourself. <laughs> As, hey, if they believe that, I don't care. Just get the fuck away from me. Part of my language. I'm so sorry. Please, I, know, I, I curse try, more than you do. I try to. I try to watch my language. I can't. Oh, well, oh a, fuck this, fuck that. No, it's okay. a give or take for me. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, there are situations where, like you said, I have thought, all right, if this happens, then no, let it happen because. Yeah. Especially at work, like I, I, we have security there. I'm not gonna lie, we do. So I work in a hospital. I work in the emergency room. Yeah. Um, not a nurse. I'm more the clerical side. You know, I help shit run. Yeah. And I basically have a front row seat to a lot of shit that happens. And we do get some drunks. We do get some um, mental health patients, and some of them are very aggressive. Yeah. And. I mean, I don't mean to knock a lot of our security personnel, but a lot of them don't look like they'd survive a flight of stairs really fast. Yeah. So, you know, some of them, when some of our aggressive patients or our really drunk and aggressive patients mm-hmm. start, I'm like, ah, you might need backup. Yeah. You well, know? And, yeah. And I think we had that conversation, me and one of the charge nurses, because... Um, one of the patients was being really aggressive and luckily one of the nurses was able to de-escalate the situation but afterwards I told the nurse I'm like a double leg would have dealt with that (laughs) and they're like what are you talking about a double leg I'm like you just like that motherfucker was not stable you just sweep him off his feet and he's done behave yourself and and they're like what are you talking about I'm like Look, man, had had Mark not been there to calm the guy down, right? Security didn't look like they had it. Yeah, I would have just come in with a double. Oh, that's sometimes what you gotta do. <laughs> and they're like, Chris, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. sorry, oh, let's go. I'm like, just I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, at least it, that. <laughs> it, it's so like I'm. I, I think I, I personally think I'm one of the like least aggressive people you ever meet in reality. I'm not. A, I think I'm just a big shit talker. Oh yeah, I but, am, but, but I'm not aggressive. But it's like you know, but sometimes I, I think because you know, 
you you train and you're used to being in like you know people you know obviously attacking you and and such you know you you kind of get to a, a a train of thought, you know, like in a situation like, oh, if this happens, I, I could do this, or yeah. if this happens, you could, you know, yeah. I was, I, I was, <clears throat> I was telling someone on New Year's Eve, I was on a train, and it was a gentleman. He, I think he was under the influence of drugs, but whatever it was, <laughs> but it wasn't he, alcohol. He just was. It wasn't right, <laughs> and I and I saw the police put him on the train, Why and the police were like, they, the they literally I, the doors open, and the police were like, get on the train. And he was like, and he had this, like, he looked like he was going to attack him. Okay. And they were like, and so I, I, you know, I'm looking at this. So I actually moved away from the door because I'm like, I don't know what's about to go down, but this shit ain't about to be look good. Right. So mm-hmm. I actually moved away from the door. I, I, I said, and I sat down, dude gets on the train and he's like looking at people in this like ultimate predatory way. And I mean, just like this look that was just like, oh, I'm about to fucking rip your face off. And I'm like, okay, this dude is. Something's wrong with him. And those those police are bogus as hell for putting him on this train. So, and so, you know, and it was me and there was a gentleman sitting kind of catacorning to me, a Latino man, right? Okay. Uh, About probably maybe my age or a few years younger. So, and the guy's looking at him and he, every, he like had this look like he just staring people down and then he would look at his phone and like, and I'm just like, okay. He did it to me. I'm ignoring him. I'm like, okay, this dude about to attack me. He did it to that dude, whatever. So then some kids get on the train. And then like the, the person closest to him was a girl. And he was like, just staring at, you know, sneering oh, her down. God. So one of the guys she's with, I mean, these are like 16, 17 year olds. Oh, he noticed. Full of attitude. So he like actually switches places with her uh-huh. and he sits down. The dude's just staring at him, staring like longer than anybody else, staring at him, staring at him. So finally, the guy looks at his phone, and I just lean forward. I say, "Hey, do you know that dude?" And he's like, "No," but he keeps staring at me. I said, "Look, if he comes over here, grab his fucking legs. I'ma strangle his ass unconscious." <laughs> and then I looked at the other dude. I said, "You are you with us?" And he was like, "Yeah, I got you." I was like, "Yo, let's just go ahead and set this up for the jump." <laughs> I'm not about to get my ass kicked. Everybody by. got their role, right? Everybody got their role to play, and then and, you know, and the kids were like with like four other dudes. I'm like, so we got them outnumbered. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. He might be PCP'd up, but he'll take all of us. But get his legs. I will. Str- I will strangle him. Done. And that's all you know. And then like I actually, the guy got off the train one stop before me, which I was so thankful of. And then like the kid was like, "What was that dude's problem, man?" I'm like, "Yo," and I was like, "The police put that motherfucker on the train. Like they bogus as hell, you know." And it was, yeah, it was wild. It was just, oh, um, you know, but you, you start getting into that mindset of like. You start chaining things right. together. If things could happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like what's oh, yeah. around. You start using your surroundings. What too. could I grab? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's wearing the jacket. Where like, should I not be? Where should I not be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I attribute that a lot to jujitsu. Right, situ my my situational awareness, which was the oh, military yeah. really. I never, but yeah, I was I never had situational awareness until jujitsu. Until jujitsu, like it, my husband was my situational awareness. If yeah. it wasn't for him, I my dumbass probably would have gotten hurt a long yeah. time ago. Like one time we were at my grandma's house, he was helping me because we were I think we were uh, just patrolling her house while she was out of town, mm-hmm. and. I think we went to, we were going from the first floor to her basement, but she's got one of them old ass houses where there are no stairs connecting, 
the first floor of the basement. Like you have to go out of the house. Oh wow. Downstairs and then go in another separate door to go into the basement. Oh, old school, old school. Yeah. Okay. That's how old this house is. And we, when we came out of the house, you know, we noticed a guy walking down the street, and you know, back of the yards, dude. Like everybody there, pretty much walks with some kind of purpose, right? right? right. And we noticed this guy walking with some kind of purpose. Now the thing is, my husband's six foot three and bald. Like he shaves his head and he's got a beard. And he grew up in Pilsen, so he's got that look like he belongs to somebody, right? Right. right. You know, to some gang. And it doesn't help that he's got these fucking eyebrows that always look angry. So he's basically like a walking, what is that, flex? Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh, great. It's just like wonderful. So we we left. We went downstairs and um, my husband noticed him. He's like, hey, you might want to hurry up with the keys because there's a guy walking down and he just, he just gave me a look. And I was like, okay, so of course... You tell me, nervous fucking rack, you might want to hurry up with better, the keys. Hurry up. I forget which fucking key it is. Oh, hell no. So, my husband, he, like, this was before my surgery for my hearing, because I was um, hard of hearing. I was losing my hearing. Yeah. So, I couldn't hear how close this guy was coming. Okay. But my husband could. And I'm, like, fumbling with the fucking keys. I'm, like, you know, just can't get it in. And finally, my husband's like, hurry up. Like, he's not yelling at me. He's just through gritted teeth telling right. me, hurry up. Before the situation gets. Exactly. And I'm not. So what he does is he grabs me by the back of my shirt. Mm-hmm. And he starts pulling me into the backyard so we can go onto the porch. Yeah. And I like, I dropped the keys. But he caught them. Okay. So that they wouldn't make a sound. And then he just drags me over there. And I'm like, I'm literally walking sideways, tripping over my fucking feet because I'm just a nervous wreck. So I'm like, I grew up here all my life, but I've never been in this type of situation. Right. And the guy, and especially here, a guy can have a gun. Exactly. Guy thinks he's somebody he ain't. So I'm like, oh my God, why my grandma's house? (laughs) I'm like, just a wreck. And he pulls me over and the guy wounds up walking past the house he doesn't come down he winds up walking past the house i guess he thought we were inside or whatever and my husband just gives me one of those looks like what's wrong with you the fuck am i gonna do with you i know what's wrong with you i already know that look and i'm just looking at him with like you know glassy eyes because i was like about ready to cry because of the look he was giving me not even because of the situation yeah it was more just the fact that i disappointed him i could have gotten us hurt because wow. I was fumbling with the fucking keys. Right. And and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's like. And, and jujitsu for me, especially that stress under that kind of pressure is much. And it's funny, you know, even in the military, obviously that, that helped. But, you know, jujitsu kind of always contributes to that. Yeah. My, my belly, like, be like, oh, stress. Because, I, like, I think men get into those situations. Men in. Okay. Men in certain neighborhoods. Get into those situations a lot, right? Yeah. Where you're he, like... He's used to that because he... Like I said, he grew up in Pilsen. Yeah. Somebody looks at... You know, somebody's looking at you mm-hmm. and they got that look like, I know that motherfucker from somewhere. You're like, no, you don't know me, dog. But you're like... But if they think they do... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't matter if they do. They think they do. We got a problem. Exactly. And that's, so, that's the problem. Yeah. And you got... Yeah. That, I mean, that happens a lot. That's happened to me a few times. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, you... I've walked down alleys. I've not walked down alleys. 
you go in stores like I ain't, I ain't here for shit. But that motherfucker, I don't know, he looking dicey. Or <laughs> yeah, that's that's you sound just like him because that's what he said. Like he yeah. he walks with his head down. Yeah, and my thing is always um, I was worried because especially it was and actually I'm trying to think. Did I when was the last time I did it? Well, I had to take it recently. Did to, what? Well, I was I was thinking I had to take it recently for school, but it was during the day. There was a increase in violent crimes on the red line. And, when isn't there though? Well, they were having like a, a, a rash of muggings, and okay. they were happening at I believe 79th Street or 71st. I can't Probably think which 79th. one, right? But and and so I usually ride it if I ride the red line to 63rd. Uh-huh. But like you know, what I'm saying if I don't know if you've been to the 70 63rd rest red line stop, it, it's 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 there's nothing there, especially at night. There's a gas station. There's a there's a liquor store that's either open during the day, closed at night, and then there's like nothing. It's just kind of like a damn like a no man's land. And so I'm like, oh shit. And so I've gotten off there and you know, just do standing out front. I'm like, fuck all this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, oh, and I'll like go and I'll get on the fucking divvy and I'm out. Like <laughs> I'm divvy and I'm just fucking like, divvy. like fuck this. I'm not staying around. I know this much. I'm not waiting for that bus. Bus kiss my ass. I'm riding. You know, but like I think men and I'm sure women I'm sure women too, because you know, they're well, you know, uh soft we consider a soft target. But for me, I'm always like, situation where not so much I'm like worried about like someone thinking I'm somebody, but just getting robbed. Like motherfucker, like, oh, let's rob that dude. I'm like, fuck all that. <laughs> so, you know, you try to stay on the move. You try to stay in bright light, you know. But yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. The, but women are, what'd you say, soft targets? Yeah. yeah. I see that yeah. a lot on the... um. Well, everywhere we are especially prime targets I when, would say. Like, it blows my mind and and there's no way to say anything obviously i mean it's, it's not necessarily my place even uh but like you know, i'll see women walking and they have headphones on they're, and they're, they're staring on their at phone. the phone they're walking with their head down you know and i think and part, you kind of notice a guy notices that oh that's I, how i've seen that a lot and i'm like and then i think you up. know Cause, and I've actually asked, I've not, I've asked Professor Adam about this, asked Henner about this, okay. uh, the idea of like, so like for a woman, if she's approaching a man that she thinks might be, might be a threat, like how should she approach that situation? Should she look down, look away, or should she look at him? And everybody has ever told me universally, she should look at him, right? Women, when they're walking by themselves and they're walking past someone that they think potentially could even be a threat, they should make eye contact, right? So mm-hmm. look at the person, I see you. You're not about to sneak up on me. If the person attacks you, at least you have some notice that it might have, you know, those types of yeah. things. And so, you know, it's one of those things like I see women and being a black man, especially, you know, like they, they kind of do the like look away thing. <laughs> I'm like, you you that interested in the grass, sister? Is the grass? <laughs> <laughs> the it's fun- a really pretty blade right there. It's the awesome. blade of grass is just oh. glistening. And, and I mean, this happens, especially like Wicker Park. This happens a lot. But the funniest was one time a woman was walking and we were probably like 10 paces apart. And she's like literally like staring, just looking down at the grass. And she tripped and she almost she almost busted her shit. And I was cackling. I, I didn't say anything. I just kept on walking. I was like, that's the fuck you get. <laughs> but but the reality is like her, you know, saying like one, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what she's been through. I don't know her baggage. I don't know what the situation is from her perspective. But women should actually look at at those people, right? If this person is potentially a threat, I should look at him. Yeah, you know, I do. 
And it, it's interesting because you mean there's no way to tell someone that. Like, because there's been situations I just want to be like, sister, I mean, you no harm, but you need to take them fucking headphones off. You need to turn the brightness on that phone fucking down because you can't see shit beyond two feet. You need to put mm-hmm. that shit in. <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, yeah, I just, yeah, just want to read every, like, put that shit away. Stop it. <laughs> Pay attention. Because if I was going to attack you, you'd be asleep by now. Like, stop, you know, and it's. That's why I don't like to talk on the phone yeah. when I'm out. Like, in my car, that's different. Yeah. I know I'm in a safe space. Oh. In my car. Are you? In my car. Oh. When I'm driving, I'm in, I'm okay. in a relatively oh, yeah, safe space. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But, like, when I'm walking <laughs> Like, I don't even sit out, in my car no more. No, I'm not talking about sitting in my car. Right, I'm talking about when I'm driving. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't even sit in my car anymore. When I park, like, I mean, I haven't driven my car in months, but when I park my car... I get my shit together 20 seconds I'm out that motherfucker because that was like that was a thing for a while like people getting yeah. shot in their cars people getting mugged because they take too goddamn long and I used to be one of those people I would park I would text I would <laughs> not anymore 20 seconds no, I don't I'm do that out either. and I live in a you know I feel very secure in my neighborhood like I would walk around the block right now Without a true yeah, word. you can. I wouldn't. Well, no, I, and I would never ask you to. Right? As well, a, that's not the point. The point is, right? Well, yeah, but, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I feel comfortable. However, when I park that car, twenty seconds, we out. We ain't, we ain't playing that game. Mm-mm. Even if I park in front of my house, I'm, I have my, I have my purse there. Yeah. I yank my phone off the little cradle that I have for it. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't. I don't sit and idle in my fucking car. I don't. The only time I hang out in my car, and yeah. I'll completely admit to it, is in the parking lot at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hang out in the car there. Yeah. Um, I have my little spot I park in. It's very well lit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like maybe 25 feet from the street. Yeah. So yeah. I feel relatively safe there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. That's the only time that I'll hang out in my car. Like, I don't like to hang out in my car otherwise. Yeah. It's just, I feel like I feel like I'm more of a target sitting in my car. Oh, absolutely. Even yeah. even when I'm in front of my house. Yeah. And let's say I drop something and I'm trying to reach for it. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get it. I got to get yeah. it. Hurry up. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't. Right. You, you, and I feel like in my car, I feel like way more... Um, <clears throat> I feel like at a disadvantage, right? Someone walks up to the car. I feel like my limp, my my ability to react is so limited. So that and your range of motion and everything, right? And I'm so sensitive to that, like especially now. You know, mm-hmm. like I just feel like I'm so sensitive to that. So yeah, it's it's one of those things. I'm like, no, 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 we ain't playing that game. Yeah. No. So, um, on a lighter, no. <laughs> like I feel like we, I feel like we went down the cave. Um, do you ever think about, um? Because I, I, I'm always interested in this. And so you're the first person that I'm going to have on here to talk about jujitsu, actually. Really? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I've, I mean, I've mentioned it. I've had brief interactions. So the first person I was going to have on the show to talk, who talked about jujitsu was Veronica. Yeah, but, and you guys did the fight night thing. That would have been a perfect time. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, we did the fight night thing. Oh, so we did talk about it there. Um, but I never actually posted that as, a, as an episode. Oh, um, okay. It, it was just a kind of a test of what, like doing live broadcast. And it, I mean, it was good. It worked. Everything worked well. It was great. Um, but, but actually, um, oh, the, the, we did an interview and the sound quality was just so bad that I just never used it. 
Okay. It was like okay. it was the first interview ever recorded. <laughs> And it sounds like it. It was god awful. Um, but uh, do you ever? And so, yeah, uh, I don't really talk about jujitsu, which is I, this is great, and I'm so happy that you were able to have this conversation. But do you ever think about getting your black belt? Eventually, I'd like to achieve it. Yes, but right now, I'm just more focused on where I am and okay. where I want to be. All right. Black belt is. It's a goal. It's a goal. I'm not going to give up before okay. I get it. It's a goal. And I have plans for if I ever do get it, what I'm doing after, what I'm going to do with it. Okay. Um, but I'd like to just take it day by day. Have you ever taught? I get anxiety teaching. Like I've been put on the spot, you know, hey, Chris, you're really good at this. Can you come demo? And I'm like... I'll demo if you talk through it. Okay. Like, I'll physically do the work. Yeah. But you have to talk what I'm doing. Like, I've done that. Okay. Because I, I either, either I word vomit or I go mute. Okay. There is no balance. But it just takes practice. It's true. But I don't, as much shit as I talk, I don't like attention. Oh. It. I'm, I I don't make any sense. I will absolutely admit it. I talk a lot of shit. I do. I goof around a lot. You'll catch me dancing on the mats. Um, you'll catch me dancing on the mats, but I don't like attention. Okay. I I'll demo if need be. Yeah. Would but you like to teach in the future? I think if I can get over my anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind. Teaching, I love helping people. If I notice someone's struggling to do something and I know how to do it and I can show them, I will. I'm better one-on-one. Okay. I am. I'm better one-on-one than I am when there's more than two eyeballs on me. Okay. That's one thing I noticed. Like I I had a friend uh, recently who was, (laughs) he was rolling with my husband and he was trying to get an arm in triangle Mm -hmm. and he couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. So... I just happened to be sitting out that round. Mm-hmm. So I like crawled over really fast, threw myself over there, over there. And I was telling him, I'm like, you're there. I'm like, he's turning purple. You're getting there. Just get your shoulder under his chin. Yeah. I'm like, and don't, don't squeeze. Just like trying to get your, the back of your palm to your shoulder. Yeah. I'm like, and all your weight. I'm like, I'm walking in through it. And he gives up. I'm like, or we could give up. You yeah. quitter. Yeah. You give up. And then after the roll, I I brought my husband back over. I'm like, come here, because I need I need you the, to be the dummy so I can demo. And I did, and I demoed it. And then a couple of days later, I was at work, and I get a text from my husband, and it, it's a video. Yeah. But the text comes in first, the words that says, hey, Tino wants to tell you something. And I'm like, like Tino has my number. Why would he text? What? Like, I was confused. Mm-hmm. And it's a video. And my husband recorded my our friend saying, hey, it works. Thank you. It works. Aww. And apparently what I had helped him with, he got on one of our higher belts. Oh, nice. And I met up with him a couple of days after that. And I was like, hey, I heard it worked. How, who'd you get it on? How'd it happen? Like, walk me through it. Yeah. And he told me he got it on one of our higher belts. And... Um, the higher belt was like, that was really nice. Nice setup. And, and uh, I guess 
after class, my husband was talking to the higher belt and, um, the higher, you know, they were talking about like, oh, well, how are your roles? And the higher belt's like, I had a really good one with Tino. Like he got a really solid arm and triangle. And I don't like to take credit. I don't. But my husband was like, oh, Chris helped him with that. And I, I just kind of looked at my husband when he was recounting, you know, recounting all this for me. I'm like, why would you do that? He's like, because you're good at arm and triangles and people need to fucking know that. Yeah. Like, he, Tino wouldn't have gotten it had you not helped him. Yeah. Like, had you not told him what he was doing wrong, he wouldn't have gotten it. And people need to know that. And as soon as I told the higher belt that, the higher belt was like, where the fuck is Chris? She needs to fucking come back. Where the fuck is she? Yeah. Like, she needs to be here. And my husband's like, oh, she's at work. <laughs> yeah, you work a lot. It feels like I do. Yeah. It's really only three days a week, but it feels like I do because it's nights. never the same day. Oh, but you work nights, yeah. I do. I work 12-hour shifts. Oh, fuck that. That's rough. You know, you know what's so funny? Be. I would love to work 12-hour shifts in reality. But, I mean, daytime. Like, if my job, if my boss was like, you can work three 12-hour days and then one four-hour day or whatever. Or then, just do... Two 12s and a 16. Or that, oh, see, that, see that just, even that seems like. I've done a 16. I'd rather just, I, I, I mean, I've done 16s in, in, you know, different places, but I, that, I mean, that just seems like a lot. Like, I'd rather you just do three 12s and a four. <laughs> call it, call it. No, I've done, I've done two 12s and a 16 because to me, after a certain hour, they just kind of blurs. Yeah. It really does. Especially in the hospital, like, Excuse me, in the emergency room, there's no windows. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, it doesn't right. I'm under fluorescent lights the whole time. I don't know what's going on outside. It's like Vegas. Okay. Exactly. It's <laughs> like Vegas. I mean, I've never been to Vegas, but without yeah. the oxygen. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it's like outside. It all just kind of blurs. Yeah. If someone comes in with wet hair, I'm like, oh, just take a shower. No, it's raining outside. It's raining? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going on outside. Was your husband ever in the military? Yeah. Did he ever, has he ever, or did he ever, has he ever mentioned doing 24-hour shifts on anything? He doesn't like to talk about it. Okay, that's fine. I used to have to do, when I was in Germany, we used to do 24-hour shifts of CQ, which is, what's it, command quarters. Okay, what's that? And and basically, it's watching a phone. There's no other way to describe it. Like, CQ is supposed to be like the, it's like supposed to be the concierge of the barracks. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's supposed to be, right? So in the barracks, you're supposed to be sitting at the door and any visitors sign in and, and shit like that, right? And okay. our barracks, the CQ office was in the basement. <laughs> right. So, okay. So we've already taken that out. So, right. You don't have to sign in guests. That's fine. But uh, the unit we worked with was deployed in Iraq. So you basically are watching the phone. So if anyone is injured or any emergencies, you can, you get the, they, they call you. Okay. Right. You notify all of the um, all of the leadership that's here. Okay. And then they right go from there, like especially in the event of a casualty, you notify them. They're going to notify the families. Try to, you know, get that going as fast as possible because you're kind of always racing against the news. Yeah. The news teams. The news outlets. Right. Who who won't. Who won't they don't care. They just want to be the first to publish. Well, they won't release the name until you tell them, but they'll release what happened. And then you got all these families are like, oh, okay. no, they, things, right. yeah. they know where the, the, the play. Right. So they start to right. So you try to beat that. And so you basically sitting and watching a phone, but you had to do it for we did 24 hour shifts. 
And it was the most god awful thing ever. That sounds (laughs) so. We do it was two of at the time it was two of us, and we do twenty four on twenty four off. So then we also doubled as the armors because we were working with a MP unit. Mm -hmm. So they were they started at twelve hour shifts, dropped to eight hour shifts, bumped back up. It's you know they were always kind of bouncing, but like you would give the ammunition and weapons to the to the unit going on and then take you know take away from the unit coming off yeah and we do these 24-hour shifts and so you're either doing the switch three times a shift or twice a shift and then you're just basically sitting in an office watching a phone playing watching movies or playing on your playstation or reading a book like watching paint dry. I'm just waiting for that phone to move. From like midnight to midnight. <laughs> and that shit was god awful. God awful. Like during the day wasn't necessarily the issue because you had people around. But at night, especially because, you know, you would like literally start at midnight. So from, you know, midnight to noon. And then from noon to, you know, noon to like five, you'd be fine. Cause you had people around, but then from five to that next midnight, you'd be like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck." The worst, and actually, we switched from doing twenty-hour shifts when a sergeant came up, came Uh-oh. in one night, and I was passed out cold, like I'm out, feet up under a blanket, kind of out, cause it was cold. <laughs> like I'm just like, and he literally like sat his stuff down, and he was so pleasant. He was like, "You're not sleeping." You're not sleeping on a shift, are you, specialist? And I looked at, I literally like looked at him and goes, of course not, sergeant. And went right back to sleep. No, you did <laughs> And they, they said, he was like, and that's what I knew. We got to take these cats off 24-hour shift. Because this motherfucker, he ain't even lucid enough to know I'm here, right? I was like, of course not. And went right back to sleep. They didn't even like move. And so they stopped. We, we went off. To, then we switched like, I think, 12-hour shifts after that. 12-hour shifts aren't bad. 12 hours aren't bad, no. 24-hour shifts are like balls. Yeah, I'm glad I never had And the most that. I've ever worked was 32 hours. Yeesh. Yeah. I small. draw the line at 18. Oh, I've God. done an 18. Yeah. Oh, God. That's rough. Yeah, I've done an 18. So I draw the line there. I'm sure. So, um, I actually have one more question. What's up? I, I think it might even... I didn't see. That's why I write everything down. Um... Because I think it slipped my mind. You make me worried because you're taking so long to form the question. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to just remember it. I was like, I had it. It was right there on the tip of my tongue, and then I slipped it. Um, fuck. It was one other jujitsu question I had. Um, fuck. I don't know. Oh, how long have you been training? Since 2013, I start. <laughs> I started March 13, 2013. All right, all right. And so, is that seven years? Uh, almost. Almost seven. Oh yeah, it'll be seven in March, right? Fuck. Okay. All right. You're in for the. I mean, what belt are you? I'm currently a blue. Okay. Stripes or no? We don't do stripes. Y'all don't do stripes. Nope. Damn. Y'all hardcore. Fuck. Sure. We just, gonna go, <laughs> we just gonna go from blue to purple, purple to brown. You'll get it. Yeah, when I, pretty yeah. much. And you get it when you get it. Do you guys do belt tests or anything like that? Nope. Just Dino's like, you ready? 
Again. He's just like, meh, you you're ready. ready. You're ready or you're not. Yeah, and you never, that, I think that's kind of one of the advantages to not having the stripes. Because you don't know. Is that we don't know. Yeah. And there's no egos. Yeah. Because I know my first academy where I started. Because blue is a blue. Yeah. Well, my first academy, we did stripes. Yeah. And man, those two and three stripe white belts, they were some dicks. Oh, yeah. But they're. I... Oh, they were some dicks. Especially when we had to line up by rank. <laughs> man, they're like, you're all the way over there. I, I I mean this is for stripes. But isn't that I mean that like in any situation where someone gets a little recognition, a little power? <laughs> they go, yeah, they I go, guess they but go crazy. I mean, they were like that until we rolled, and then things well, yeah. weren't going their way. I think that's like anybody. I'm like you fuck know? your stripes, bitch. I um, yeah, my it is. That's not saying anything against your stripes. No, that no, was no. Just my old academy. The the last tension. In every academy, is like I, I'm. I've always been, I've always trained at Resident. I've always been. That's the only academy I've ever been a member of. The only other academy I've ever thought of going to was TDC, um, and it was actually after sitting and talking with Dino, like just having like a nice conversation. I was like, he's I a great conversationalist. I was like, I wouldn't mind training with this dude, right? Great conversation. And, and his his reputation precedes him, right? Mm-hmm. But. Um, I've been very for it. Like Resvig has always treated me like family. Like I've all, you know, like I've, yeah, I've never met them, but I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I never even knew what they looked like until that article came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With the carjacking. Yep. Yeah. I never yeah. knew what oh, either injuries. of them looked like. And yeah, and Adam and Eddie. Um, Eddie being like the the, the older older brother, mm-hmm. and then Idris is the cousin, and Adam is the younger brother, and um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've always been just really good to me. Um, and so, yeah, I've always been there. But they, they create, they've, and the school's evolved over time for sure. Yeah, there's um, several locations too. And right? there's several locations. There actually, there's, there's about to be a few more affiliate locations. Oh, wow. Um, my understanding is, is one, at least one in the city and two in the suburbs. I know there's one, I think. I think I know of one affiliate location, uh, Evolve. Isn't that an affiliate? I think so. That sounds right. Bernadette, I think. Oh, uh, well, that's top level. There you go. Yeah, top, top level. level. What was I saying? Evolve. Evolve. Yeah, top I, level I is, a, is an affiliate. Yeah. I think I'm confusing it with the um, other gym I know. And yeah, yeah. I, you know, actually, They're no. Cool one in the city and two overseas because they have overseas affiliates. Oh, so wow. They, they've got a school in Bosnia. Uh, I, I think, I believe, well, that would make sense. Which makes sense, right? And I think they're about to have some more. Uh, <laughs> which is just great. Uh, they've got an affiliate in Jersey. Um, Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's good. Um, they they are really good. I mean, they have to be really good businessmen. I think yeah, that I've never had the pleasure of meeting them, but they yeah. sound like really cool people. Yeah, very welcoming. Um, we have gotten. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, it's just always been been a place, very family atmosphere, always has been, you know, people now when I started there was no kids program, but now there's a huge kids program. Oh, really? A lot of yeah, there was no you know, um, okay. a lot of kid a lot of guys' wives trained there, you know, and you know, it's a place where you feel comfortable bringing your kids and your family, you know. Yeah. And, and dudes, you know, it's not like a bunch of shenanigans. <laughs> That's always like and it's just men beating their chest, right? You ain't got to worry about somebody hitting on your wife. You know what I'm saying? When you in the back room, and shit, you know, like no, there's no bullshit like that. Um, and that's you know, and so I've always just uh, 
been there and really enjoyed it. And it was funny because I, I got my um, third strike on my purple belt. And I was like, you might, you might actually become a black belt one day. And like, I usually don't think about like belt means nothing to me. And so I kind of like the idea of not having stripes, but then on the flip side, I like, I, I you know, I can see it both ways, but it was weird. Cause I kind of like had that thought for the first time. Like you, you keep this up. You might be, <laughs> you might get your black belt one day. How fucking cool would that be? But I don't know. I mean, like I always feel like between my skill level and the brown belts, there's a huge jump. And so I need yeah, to. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I, I get that too. Like, I got to figure that out. Like, I feel like, like you know, because I mean, I'm okay. But I feel like between me and them, there's just like a jump. And I'm like, fuck. It, I absolutely <laughs> like, understand that. Fuck. When I when I was a white belt and I got my blue belt, like the day after I got it, I felt like there was a level unlocked in my brain. Mm-hmm. That things just started kind of chaining together a little bit. Yeah. And even now when I see the purple belts, I'm like, how did you do that? Yeah. And like one of my one of my friends, she was just promoted to purple belt uh, within the last like six months. And we've always had this uh, aggressive friendship. Yeah. You know, where she's always trying to take my arm off and yeah. I'm always trying to take her head off. That's because yeah. she's an armbar uh, fiend. Yeah. And I'm a choke fiend. All right. Um, and we had not rolled since before she got promoted. Okay. And we rolled just like within the last four weeks, maybe. Yeah. And she was going for shit that she has not done before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this purple belt shit? Yeah. Is this what happens when you're a purple belt? You just get all this confidence to go for shit that you've never done before? Fuck it. Yeah, I was right. like, "Slow down, buddy. Let's go back to armbar." Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let's reel it back in, man. Oh, you um, yeah. I was like, I was super fucking happy that she was breaking out of her comfort zone. Yeah. But then I realized, shit, she's dangerous outside of her comfort zone too. Mm-hmm. I'm really fucked now. All right, but yeah, I I absolutely understand what you mean when. You say there's a huge like I feel like it's just a big jump, yeah. Yeah, it it literally to me it's it's like a video game. Yeah, purple belt's just a whole nother yeah level that some days I feel like I'm close, and yeah. other days I'm like just take the blue belt back. I'm not there right now. Shit, you ain't the only one, sister. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> You're the only one. I'm like, like I'm I don't not just, there right now. I don't deserve this day. Fuck this. Pretty much, yeah. I Fuck have those like, days a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I don't deserve, I'm not worthy, I'm well, not worthy. It's like Jiu-Jitsu Times, they just posted an article not too long ago, and it was like, the title was, you're not getting worse, they're just all getting better. <laughs> I was like. That's what, that's, that's what I, ke- I keep enough. having to tell myself, like, those days I can't train, someone's there getting better. Oh, they're all getting better, yeah. And, and I see it, like, uh, uh, one teammate of ours, he just got promoted to blue, and I was kind of joking with him. I'm like, you're the baby blue now. You got a target on your bag. Yeah. And I rolled with him. And I hadn't rolled with him in, God, well, over a year. Ooh. And. Totally different. Absolutely. Like, the guy that I rolled with <laughs> initially was just all top heavy, all pressure. Yeah. Just smash, smash, smash. Yeah. And the guy I rolled with this time worked from bottom. Oh, yeah. 
smooth, smooth, connecting things together. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I'm like, I can't take a hiatus anymore. No. Nope. Because this is not no. I'm like, you got really good, dude. I'm so proud of you. I'm legit proud of you. And I don't say that to a lot of people. Yeah. That's one thing I always tell people. Like, like people like, you know, think they're like, I'm thinking about training jiu-jitsu, whatever. And I say, you know, yeah, you know. And I say, you know, they recommend you come in, you know, two two days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but <laughs> for me, I'm always like, but jiu-jitsu is not like, I feel like it's not really like a hobby. It's not something you like, oh, I'm going to do two days this week and then I'm going to take three weeks off and I'm going to, no. <laughs> gonna yeah, be, the only time you end up yeah. taking that much time off is either your body your makes you right, or work. Yeah, I'm like, because you're going to be upset and hurt. <laughs> Feelings going to be hurt. Your body going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those things like you have to be, it, it, it demands a, a consistency. And that's like it's addictive, and it's addictive. It's so addictive. Yeah, I hate not training, but then on the flip side, I'm like fuck. And then I'm like, but if I don't train, like you say, like everyone's getting better. Like, <laughs> yeah, but then that, the day after you do train, suddenly everything hurts. Oh yeah, but it's worth it because then so you you get to relive those roles or those those drills that you did, and you're like, fuck, I didn't know how to do this. Yeah. And even the most difficult things from when you started to where you are, you realize how much you've grown. Yeah. Because when I started, we had this, um, one of these drills that, that Dino used to make us do was um, arm bars. Yeah. No hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For speed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would work for me. I was like, I don't like you, dude. I don't like you. That wouldn't even work for me. (laughs) And I hated arm bars. Yeah. I hated them. And I've always been chubby, but I was chubbier when I started with them. Oh, yeah. And when he made us do that, like, my keg got a little smaller. Yeah. um, And I would get better and better. And I, I I still have not mastered an arm bar no. i haven't at all very few people do um <laughs> i still can't land one from bottom oh from bottom mm, yeah i can't land one from bottom very, at all very rare Mm-mm. very rare i've accidentally picked, kicked people in the head trying to go for it oh, yeah, yeah. so i'm like yeah we're just gonna do it from like triple attack or from mount yeah you're we're not doing it from you ever bottom. see Pe- i think it's pedro sour you ever see him do the, his arm bar because he there's a video of him doing some really slick shit. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because you know they always talk about that, like like when you know invisible jiu-jitsu, right? Oh God, yeah. And there's one where he's like, he's like, for example, he's just in guard and he slaps that armbar so fast, like it's just like a, it looks like he's twi- like a twitch, it's just like, <laughs> oh like, God, oh my God, Jesus, that'll never be me. You no, have to, you have to be born doing this to you. <laughs> I love watching people that can do it, though. Oh, I, love, I it. love watching that, but I'm like, I've seen the I old, can't do that. You're, have you ever seen the old video of when Hickson was here in Chicago? There's an old grainy video on YouTube, and he is like, sort of R bars, he rips. You're like, Jesus. Ugh. That is, he's it's not human. beautiful to watch. He's not human. No, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not I human. think we established that a long time ago. But I have to. He's superhuman. I, he's, oh God, he, you got to be. Like I said, you got to be at a certain point. You got to be born doing this to move. Like you know, I like. I just think there are certain movements you can't learn either. 
even more doing them like you start learning them at four or five like they do or just it ain't gonna happen but i got a chance to see um shanji Habero uh warm up for at masters and that to me was like, like he was the way he was moving he was moving really slow but the way he was moving i'm like oh people don't move like <laughs> like it didn't even look real like he was him and um uh lovato um, Raphael is it Raphael? I don't know if it's Raphael uh, or Rafael. Uh, yeah, but Lovato Jr. Mm-hmm. was was helping him warm up. So he was like, like first he was warming up in like guard position, and it was just like, but he was just, everything was super slow. So he was like armbar, triangle, guard, armbar, triangle, guard, just like that. But it was like just moved like he was just flowing, but it was literally like flow. And it was so slow. And I'm like, there's no momentum behind those movements. That's just muscle. <laughs> like a snake. That's muscle making him spin. <laughs> I was just whispering to myself, like, look at him. That and is- people are probably like, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Because <laughs> I, I was like, I even got it on tape. Like, I, I, didn't, I never posted it because it was like, maybe like three seconds. Because, you know, as soon as I started recording, they stood up. You know, it was like, he was like, oh, I'm good. Right? But he was doing um, guard and he was doing leg lock stuff. It was no game. And it was just like the way he moved. It was like he wasn't using his hands. He was no momentum. I'm like, that is just his back muscles. <laughs> just propelling him like a rod, like a snake. Like it's a oh, guy. Man, I would have totally fangirled to be there. He just moved that. unlike anything I ever seen. And I remember coming home and being the people like, yo, there's a different, there's a totally different level. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know. <laughs> I've seen it with my own eyes. You've seen it on video. I saw it in person. There's a totally another level. Well, these motherfuckers are just spinning around with no hands. Oh, and it's, God, and it's yeah. good, man. I love it. I love this activity so much. I, I want to get better at it. I'm, I'm glad I started again, but yeah. I needed that break. And I'm glad you did too. And we got to train together again. Yeah, we got to figure out how. You got to come to an old mat. I can't go all the way that high, that far up north. Why not? You got oh, a car. South side. You got a car. I got a car. Well, I don't have a car. Well, I have a car, but I don't use it. But I'm like, you, you have a car, you got a car to say you have a car. Right. That's it. You got a car, sister. Drive. It'll be fine. Next time we have like a like an open matter training. I'll let you know. Send me the info, but yeah. I can't promise. Cause Bring the hobby. My days are always changing. Make somebody watch your kids. They're 14 and 9. They can watch them damn selves. Oh, they're fucking. They have a date night. You can go and then you can walk over to Lincoln Square and have dinner. It'd we could a, try that. Yeah, it'd be hot. We could try that. It hot. just can't ever be a Thursday. And that'd be the prep before we go to Riot Fest together. <laughs> Oh, if they could see my face. Oh, it's going to be so great. <laughs> I'm not doing right. Come on. No. Maybe. No. If I beg. Please. Think, mm. think about it. It's going to be a good lineup this year. I feel it. They, have, they only announced one band, but it's going to be good. Okay. So is there anything else? Um. No. Nothing I can think of. We covered the purpose of why we were here. Yeah. Um, which I think I think half that conversation got demolished. Probably, so I'm this so might s- end up being a jujitsu podcast. No, I'm gonna use it. Whatever, <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna be very honest. Like, look, it was the computer and the program fucked up. But here's what's left of the conversation. Have fun, and I'm gonna post it. 
hopefully at least we hopefully the, the whole section about the St. Valentine's Day massacre itself is not deleted. <laughs> if it is Hopefully. If it is, I'm just gonna go back and do it over again. <laughs> but myself, fuck it. That that's gonna see the light of day. <laughs> there's gonna be little bits of me in there. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's been a pleasure. So you're actually going to be two episodes. That's the plan, at least. So I'm excited. Okay. All right. So that is it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to my wonderful guest, Chris, for coming. Um, And yeah, till next time. Peace. Bye. All right, and that was my conversation with Chris. Uh, I want to thank her very much for uh, joining me, obviously, not only for this episode, but for episode 17. If you've not already heard episode 17, now you can go back and listen to it. It's excellent. Uh, We cover completely different topics, completely different conversation, and it's really good. She's very thoughtful and just full of energy and life, and I really enjoy her. So thank you to her, and um, thank you to you for listening. I, I don't know if you can hear in my voice but um I'm, i just feel tired today uh i feel like COVID 19 is just like slowly like I'm, I'm grinding out and you know every day i wake up and i post a facebook live and i'm just like all right we're gonna get this energy and we're gonna get through this and you know and it's tough it's a fight um, and I feel like it's a fight that I'm winning though, but I, I, I don't know if you can hear, I can hear my own voice. I'm like, oh, you're tired, bro. And so, but I'm excited. I'm so excited to get this episode, um, going. And so I definitely want to get this done. And so I can get this out to you all. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, I would just encourage you to share it with one person and, and that's it. That's all I would ask of you. If you've enjoyed uh, this episode and previous episodes, I would just ask you to go ahead and subscribe and you can do that in whatever, uh, you know, podcast app you're listening to somewhere in there. There's a, uh, there is a subscribe button and hit that. And next time I drop an episode, it'll download automatically for you. And it'll be there waiting for you when you open your podcast app. If you have a really cool podcast app, like I do, I use Stitcher. It'll give you push notifications when it downloads episodes and you're like, Oh, okay, cool. And so I always try to drop the episodes on Wednesday. Um, and so, you know, you can kind of just know to kind of go and look and there it'll be. So yes. Now, if you're a fan of the podcast, like you've listened and you're like, okay, I dig this show and I dig this dude and such, I would just go ahead and ask you to go ahead and uh, drop a quick uh, rate and review for me. You can do both or you can do either. If you just want to rate, you can go there on the podcast app of your choice and somewhere on there uh, or on the website. Because if you use like Stitcher or if you use Apple Podcasts, you can usually have to go to the store, you know. So, but just drop me a quick rating. It's usually a one to five star. And if you don't think I deserve a five star, then give me what you think I deserve and go from there. If you want to spend an extra 30 seconds or a minute, go ahead and review for me. And if you offer any, um, you know, criticism, that's perfect. I have no issues with that. I'm always trying to make the show better. So I just need as many perspectives as possible. So if you're a fan, I've already done all that. And, you know, you know that you're down. Then you can also go ahead and sign up for the newsletter. There'll be a link down in the episode notes to do that. And if you want to support the podcast beyond that, you're like, oh, man, I love this. I want to help this dude out. Then you can always go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. And there's a link for that. And it's just that buy me uh, was it 
buymeacoffee.com slash off the beaten podcast. You can go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee or two or three, you know, but I'm not going to ask for much. I know that right now with such uncertain times, it's, you know, hard to know how much excess funds you're going to have, you know, in the in upcoming weeks and such. So no worries and no pressure. But make sure you sign up for the newsletter if you're a fan. I do know that I will be dropping um, my first uh, swag, some some variation of swag soon. So I want you to be on top of that. And the only way to do that is to be a, a member, uh, be signed up for the newsletter. So make sure you do that for me. Also, as always, uh, just showing some Chicago love. So, you know, as always, uh, sending out love to my friends over at reppinpins.com. If you're not familiar with Reppin, Reppin is a pin company here in Chicago. Chicago and they make pins to help you rep what you love. They've been always been a supporter of the podcast. I've always been a supporter of them and they have given me a special offer, exclusive offer for my listeners. That's why I'm always showing them love because they're they've given me a gift. And so if you want to go ahead over to reppinpins.com, you can go and check out everything they got. Uh, I don't know. Last time I spoke with Francis, the, 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 the owner and such, and the artist who makes those amazing pins, um, he had a baby Yoda. And we were at C2E2 comic book convention and Baby Yoda was sold out. And he was taking emails to for more Baby Yodas. I don't know if he has those in yet or, or what the status is, but go check it out because that's probably the next pin I'm trying to cop. So actually, I need to go over there myself. But once you get to check out, you can go ahead and enter the code OTBP20. And it's going to give you 20% off your entire order. You will not find that deal anywhere else exclusive to my listeners. So please go show Reppin' Pins love because they show love to me beyond that I just want to uh, thank you all so much for supporting me uh, I've been thinking one thing about the quarantine I will say is give me a lot of time to think and I've been thinking a lot about the podcast and what I want the podcast to grow to be and just you know one how amazing it is to me that I'm actually doing a podcast that I've actually created this. So, you know, to me, it's kind of like mind boggling <laughs> that, that, you know, after years of wanting to make this happen, I've made this happen and I'm very thankful. And I also want to give a amazing shout out to my friend, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is the host of You're Such a Catch. We started our podcast about the same time and she is just an amazing light uh, in this journey. And I, I, I don't know if I even expressed to her that kind of every moment where I'm like, Oh, maybe I should just stop doing this. She's there to be like, no, no, you know? And then I like to think I'm doing the same for her, uh, but she's amazing. And we've been on this journey together and I'm very thankful uh, to you all and to her, uh, to allowing me this experience. So I'm, I'm kind of living a dream through this. And so I'm thankful that and the quarantine has given me tons of time to think and reflect on that. So don't, you know, I just want you to know that all of this and that is not lost on me. So that's all I have. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you'll stick around uh, for future episodes. Actually, as soon as I finish recording this and finish with this episode, I'm already working on the next episode. I'm just really 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 focused in and really really excited about the the future so we're gonna make this happen all right that's it i'll see you guys next week be good do good